Hello, I want to welcome you to the Heights Baptist Podcast. My name is Lee, and I'm one of the pastors here at Heights. I want to thank you for joining us, whether you are here on our YouTube page or listening on the audio podcast. I want to remind you to hit that subscribe button so you stay current on all of our digital uh, services and podcasts and all the things, resources that we have coming out digitally. You can keep up with those. And, and our podcast is designed to help you just simply take the next step of faith, no matter where you are. And so I'm joined today by uh, my co-host, colleague, friend, uh, Pastor Matt Hogan, who this man can carry a tune in a bucket. That's right. Right. You can carry a tune. Or a paper bag, even. A <laughs> paper bag. I cannot carry a tune anywhere, but you can, <laughs> sir. So we know our gifts and use them well. <laughs> so, so Matt, we have been doing uh, the purposes of our church. Mm -hmm. And so we've gone over the first two. We have four. Uh, you know, our mission is to love and to lead all people to a new life with Christ. And we said as a church, we want to be a serving church, a sharing church. You want to recap us on quickly those two purposes, and then we're going to dive into number three today. Purpose number three. Yeah, so as a church that desires to be uh, a serving church, we want to be uh, a church that serves one another both inside and outside our church. Mm -hmm. We're a church that doesn't want to uh, that doesn't exist so that the community can make us bigger, but so that we can make the community better and shine right. the light of Jesus. And that means serving one another inside the church and also serving our local community. Yeah. And then we also want to be a sharing church. We have been entrusted with the good news of the gospel of what Jesus Christ has done for us. And we want to be a church that shares that uh, gospel with the outside world. Yeah, good. All right. So purpose three. So we've got serving, sharing. Today we're going to do connecting and then next week, engaging will be the last one. And, and some of those are going to start as, as folks have listened to the first two. And if you haven't, we want to encourage you to go back and listen to the first two episodes. Uh, you're going to start seeing some weaving yeah. in and out. There's definitely you know? going to be some overlap. Uh, because yeah. these aren't just all standalone purposes, but we, we see in the Bible a lot of times these weave together. Uh, so connecting you know, we, we say here that we believe the Christian life is not to be lived in isolation. You know, that it's in community with other people. Now, that is a very um, contrary Western American pull up my bootstraps. I don't need anybody. I'm independent mindset. <laughs> you know, that, yep. that, that really bumps up against that. You know, you come to church for you and I come for me and you sit over there and I sit over here and don't take my seat and I won't take your seat and we'll all be Good. So where do we start in this conversation on trying to encourage people to connect in community? Where, where would you kind of start in that? Well, I mean, I think I'd, you'd start, oh, I'd start it just the way you said it, which is that the Christian life is not meant to be lived in isolation. Yeah. You know, we, when we put our faith in Jesus Christ, we become a part of the body of Christ. Right. That means we're a part of something that's bigger than yeah. just us. Yeah. You know, and, and I think it's important to kind of remember because I think especially like we're talking about in, in kind of Western American Christianity, we can think of faith as something that is very personal. Right. You know, my faith, my relationship with Jesus is between me and God yeah. and it's nobody else's business. Okay. Well, there's, there's an element to that, right? right? We, right. We, we believe, you know, that, that your, you know, that, that, that faith happens when we put our own faith and trust in Jesus. You don't get, 
you don't get saved by somebody else's faith. You get saved by your own faith, right. your own relationship with Jesus. But then um, it, it does affect more than just you. You mm -hmm. become a part of this larger group of people, yeah. you know, and we are called uh, together as the body of Christ to be building one another up, mm -hmm. you know, to be loving and serving each other, to yeah. be uh, speaking the truth of God's word to each other in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs right. like like uh, like Paul says in Colossians. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And I think biblically we can also trace community, not only in the New Testament, but really in the Old Testament. So sometimes when we talk about worship, um, connecting, we run to those New Testament passages, which are fine, you know, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to pick up there because you've already mentioned one, but go back to the Old Testament. I mean, go back to the Garden of Eden. You know, there's God and there's Adam. Adam has a command to be fruitful and multiply, but Adam needs community in order to do that. It's Adam, not good for man to be alone. Right. Yeah. Adam needs someone else. All right. And, and not because he was bored with God, but he couldn't fulfill what God called him to do by himself. And so therefore he needed a helper, a helpmate, Eve. But then you start getting nations. You get the people of Israel. What are the people of Israel doing? They're coming together and they're worshiping the Lord. Sometimes they come together and worship something else they shouldn't, right? right? Yeah. But you see this concept throughout the Old Testament. I love in Psalm uh, 42, the psalmist is, is having a hard issue in his life. He's depressed. And he says, I can remember the time where I led the assembly of the congregation in worship, mm -hmm. you know, and so this concept, even in the Old Testament, that it's, and you said it's, it is personal faith. We have to have personal faith in Christ, but it's, it's coming together. We, we're seeing that. Where in the New Testament could we, could we argue that it's not just this, you're off on your own, you don't need anybody else, I'm good and by myself type thing. Where would you point people to? Well, I mean, you'd, you see the example, especially in the book of Acts. Yeah. You know, you good. see in the, in the very early days of the church, you actually have two different kinds of ministry that are going on. Right. You have large groups of believers that mm -hmm. are gathering in the temple. Yeah. You know, maybe thousands at this point, you know, right. because, you know, Peter gives the first sermon and they go from a, a few dozen to thousands in the first day. I mean, that's, yeah. a, that's a great altar call. There you go. I, I wouldn't mind doing one of those <laughs> altar calls on a Sunday. But yeah, so you've got maybe hundreds or thousands of people gathered, right. you know, in the temple, you know, publicly reading and teaching God's word. And then you had uh, groups that were going from house to house. Yeah. Smaller groups of people that were building community together. Right, right. Yeah, so Acts 2, 42 through 47 is where a lot of folks say, here are the... Uh, ministries of the church. They're gathered. They're listening to the apostles' teaching. They're breaking bread together. They're serving one another. They're worshiping together. They're evangelizing. They're sharing. And, you know, Acts 2 47, and the Lord blessed it, and the people found favor, and, you know, people are being added into the church, you know, mm -hmm. so we can, we can trace that. And you, you mentioned in, uh, what is it, Colossians, the reference, sing songs and spiritual songs and hymns to one another. So we can, we can trace this idea of connecting um, all throughout really Old Testament, New Testament. I know that's a quick survey, but it's, it's there. Yeah. You know, we didn't mention Jesus, uh, but you see connecting in the groups. I was going to say, yeah, Jesus yeah. had a core. Yeah. Right. He had a core. He had 12 and then within the 12, he had three, mm -hmm. you, know that, you know, and so uh, he had kind of a leadership development plan there in connecting. So at Heights, how do we primarily connect? The primary way that we connect at Heights is through uh, what we call life groups. Mm -hmm. uh, 
some churches, if you grew up in another church or another tradition, you might call this a Sunday school class. Right. Most of our life groups do meet on Sunday morning. Yeah. Um, we have a few life groups that meet off campus. We've got a few uh, life groups that meet on different nights of the week. Right. Um, but primarily, this is a place where a smaller group of believers get together. They study the scriptures together. They pray for one another and they care and serve for one another. Right. Which, I mean, these are all very important things that we are called to do as the body of Christ. Yeah. Some have snacks too. Yes. Some, <laughs> yeah. And some of them have pretty awesome snacks. So that's where, I mean, I, I'm totally okay with the life group name, but I've always laughed because I'm like, you can call them community groups, home groups, life groups, Sunday school. If you read the Bible, pray together, serve one another, have snacks, it's pretty much Sunday school. Like, I mean, you know, just call it what you will, but they all pretty much share those elements. Right. But yeah. I think those elements are key, no matter what we call it. I know that we're joking on that, but, you know, some people get hung up on the name, but it's actually what you're doing while you're there. And those elements are key. Not, not the, the snacks are not key, key to that. Operation. I would say the snacks are key. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> not deal breakers for right. the group. But <laughs> praying together, studying the scriptures together, serving one another. Mm -hmm. And I think um, in connecting, coming out of 2020, I almost said coming out of COVID, but that's wrong nowadays. Nope. <laughs> we thought it was over for a while, but it's reared its head again. In the new reality we're in, I think we've seen the importance of connecting, Yeah, you know, for people being able to serve one another and to be served if you need, if you need help, you know. So um, I've always thought about it, too. If you, if you as a Christian want to take the idea, well, I don't need anybody else and I'm just this independent guy or gal and, you know, they, they're fine over there having their community. I'm good. How do you then fulfill all those one another commands? You know, you, you can't do that by yourself, right? You can't love one another, serve one another, care for one another, build one another up if you're just isolated off, you know? Mm -hmm. So you, you mentioned life groups. Uh, that, that's one way. What's, a, what's another way we do that? Um, another way would just be gathering for Sunday worship. Yeah. You know, that's a, that's a, that, that, that's a, don't miss the E on the I chart. You know, right. that's kind of a, a big thing that we do here at Heights is, yeah. is, 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 the, is gathering to worship on the Lord's day. Right. You know, and of course we find, we find that command in, in uh, the book of Hebrews yeah. where it says, you know, don't forsake the gathering together. Right. You know, it's, I, I think it's, I think it's important for us, uh, for, for gathering together with the saints um, on a Sunday morning to be a priority in our lives. Right. You know, it's, we don't want that to be something that we do because the weather's bad and we didn't have anything better to do on a Sunday. Yeah. Um, if, if you don't carve out a place for worshiping with the body in, in your life, you will always find something else that's more important. Right, right. You, know, yeah. you, have, to, you have to create a place for that. You yeah. know? And, and, and some churches do things uh, other than Sunday morning. There's some churches that do midweek services right. or you know, my, um, my, my, my mom's church, she's very uh, active in a, in a Saturday night worship mm -hmm. at, at her mm -hmm. church because they have, you know, she's in a big church. So there's multiple services on Saturday and then multiple services on Sunday. And wow. so Saturday is kind of her thing because yeah. she works on Sunday. Right. So it doesn't necessarily have to be Sunday morning, but you want to be a part of the body of Christ when they gather together, when the, when, when God's word is, is preached, yeah. you know, when you sing together, you know, singing together. And, and you know, I, as a, as somebody who's a worship leader, that's something I think we can sort of miss. Mm -hmm. And again, I, I think that uh, we can, we can easily kind of have a mistake that like, well, the worship time 
it is between me and God. Right. Right. You know, like like the words are on the screen, but it's 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 a, it's about this time for me to kind of get alone with God. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, no, no, no. Worshiping together as the body, you're actually singing for the benefit of those that are worshiping with you. Yeah. If you want to get alone with God, that's fine. You can do that in your car. You right. can do that with a podcast. Yeah. You can listen to, to Christian music or whatever. And there's nothing wrong with having, you know, personal worship time with God. But when you gather together, think about those that are around you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Add your voice to the chorus. Right. You know, be a part of that joyful noise. Be that. Be a part of that singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to one another and, and preaching God's word to one another uh, through the music and worship. Yeah, no, and that's good because, you know, you mentioned Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. So it's don't forsake the assembling of yourselves, you know, uh, come together essentially to stir up love and good works. And the word, the Greek stir up, stir up is actually provoke. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a strong word. So when we come together, provoke one another to love and good works. Right. You know, and part of that is corporate worship and and, you know, and I, I've told our congregation before, um, even though I love preaching and that's my main task on a Sunday morning, my favorite part of service is, is singing, you know, <laughs> because I love to hear people sing, you know, because I know there are people in our congregation who've been through really hard stuff. And when I see them singing and raising their hand and worshiping the Lord, like that encourages me. You know, and that's the point of Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. It's not just don't skip church. Right. It's come to church for a reason. Yeah. And to come to church for the reason of I'm going to provoke you today to love the Lord because Jesus is coming back and I'm right. here to help you get ready for that, you know. And, mm -hmm. and I know when I tell people that sometimes, I mean, you and I can get that. I kind of get the confused dog face look, you know, where they <laughs> tilt their head and they're like, what? You know, but but that's the that's trying to break down this Western idea that we have of Christianity of just this, we can stay isolated. Right. It's like, no, I mean, you're, that, that concept's foreign in the New Testament where you would even, A, have a Christian who goes, yeah, I'm a Christian, but I never go to church. Like, no, like that, that shouldn't be happening that way, you know? And I mean, I've always thought about it this way. You don't have to go to the morgue to die, but once you do, they usually take the body there. You know? I mean, so you don't have to be here to be saved, but usually once you're saved, you're, you're here. Like, I mean, you know, and, yeah. and so, so good. So worship, that's the B, I like how you said that. That's the big E on the I chart, right? That's the big E, you know, and then life groups. How, however, what is, what's maybe another way we do that? Um, one of the ways that we do that is through a, another uh, type of group that we have here at Heights called Equip Groups. Right. And we're probably going to talk more about Equip Groups next week yep. when we're talking about our fourth um, our fourth purpose. But that's another way that, that people can kind of get plugged in and, and, and engage in each other's lives. Yeah. You know, and, that, and that's really the thing. You, you, need, you need a group of people that is small enough that the people that are going to call you and ask you how you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you need a group of people in your in your church, a smaller group than maybe the big group that you go to on Sunday morning that where they people know your name. Yeah. People can miss you if you're gone. Right. And, and you need a group of people that you can call when you're in crisis. Yeah. You know, people in your in your life group or in your equip group, um, those are the people they are going to take care of your kids when you got to be in the hospital. Yeah. Those are the people that are going to bring meals to your house. They really are going to be the first line of, they're going to sort of be the first responders. Right. You know, when you or someone else in your group needs 
needs help. You yeah. know, that's going to be the group that comes around you. I, I was talking to um, uh, my my life group ha, has been uh, on a break for the summer, mm-hmm. um, and I was talking with another couple in my life group a couple days ago, and they said to me the other day, she, they, they said, I miss our family. Mm-hmm. And I, I at, at the time, I wasn't quite sure if they were talking about like, we've been so busy, we haven't had time to spend time with our like family family. 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 So I, like, asked, <laughs> I, asked, I asked her to clarify. She's like, no, no, no. I mean like our church family. Yeah, like yeah. we haven't been able to be together and right. check in on each other and see how each other are doing. Yeah. And so I, I thought that was, that was really interesting to me that yeah. like, like they really, that she really thinks of our group as, as, as a family. Yeah. And that's really kind of how the body of Christ operates. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So, so our life groups, just to clarify for our listeners, our life groups are ongoing weekly. Don't usually stop Bible study groups, right. you know, where people can plug in. Most are on Sunday mornings, some during the week. And then our equip groups are our short-term groups through the year, the four, six, eight, ten-week type Bible studies, mm-hmm. you know. And, and right now we are currently signing up for some new equip groups. We yep. have a men's, a women's, you know, a couple of co-ed groups that people can can plug into. So good. So anything else on connecting? I think that's, uh, I think we've, we've covered quite a bit there. I would just say that, you know, with new equipped groups launching um, in, in, the nec- in the next few weeks, yeah. maybe an equipped group would be kind of a great place to get started that if you're not be. a part of a group. Yeah. Maybe, you know, the idea of joining a life group, um, it, it can be sort of uh, intimidating, right. especially if you're coming into a group where a lot of those folks have been going there for years and yeah. they've got deep relationships and, and tight bonds. You might be like, oh, I don't know. It's, right. But so maybe you know, getting involved in one of these shorter, you know, four, six, eight week groups would be a great way to get to meet some people, especially if you're new to the church, Right. you know, and you can sort of, you can kind of test the waters a little bit and get to know some people. And then you could, then once you've gotten to know some people through your equip group, you could say, Hey, do you, are you part of a life group? You know, and you can maybe sort of use that as a, as an opportunity to plug into something that, that would be ongoing. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So you can find out about our life groups and our equip groups uh, on our website, Heights Church. Uh, dot org and all that information would be uh, right there for you or uh, email our Facebook page or, or leave a comment here on the YouTube page and we'll be happy to be in touch with you if uh, you'd like to know more about our our life groups equip groups how you can plug in and connect here at the Life of Heights and we'd love to invite you to a worship service as well if you are in our area uh, we are meeting in person at 9 a.m. and 10:30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Or you can find us here online at 9 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on our Heights uh, Facebook page and YouTube page. Uh, Again, make sure you hit subscribe there on the podcast uh, so that you just stay current with all of our digital content coming out. And uh, next week, we'll be wrapping up our series on engaging in in the faith. And uh, so again, thank you so much for joining us today. And until we see each other again, God bless.